just do a clean start. Something like, um, hey, what's up? My name's Matthew Broussard. And I'm Laura Sogar. And this is, what's the name again? She Does Stand Up 2. There's a question mark. It has to be, she, she does, does stand up 2? She Does Stand Up 2? 2? The Revenge? No. It's not a number. It's a, it's a three-letter word. I guess. As well. She Does Stand Up Also. In addition. She, she does, does stand up. up also. None of these make a good acronym, but that's fine. That's fine. The point is the that point I is, also do stand up. The point is that she does stand up too. <laughs> uh, as, as you may have discerned from a very cryptic uh, title, uh, the, the she refers to Laura, who Me. is the other voice you hear. And uh, that also implies that I do stand up because, it, yeah, so this that's is a podcast. That's how English sentences right. work. That's yes. how uh, language uh, functions. Uh, I do stand up. Uh, but I'm a, a lot, I've been doing this a lot. He's good. <laughs> I was gonna say, I'm a lot better than you. But I'm um, good and you're bad. And you're not bad. Again, you're, you're new, but that means you're bad because comedy is really hard at the beginning, but you're fine. Uh, you're good. Oh, you're such, he's also my boyfriend, so he has to say these things. And roommate. Yeah, that's why it's, this is, exact, that it's weird. Like I can't, I can't give you constructive, you, you do. I have to be careful. He tries to I'm be I'm not careful. critical. That's true. You're actually very nice about uh-huh. it. But it is weird. Feedback. It is weird that you are a very new comic, and I am a fairly experienced one now. Yep. And and I think that's, I mean, that's the main reason that we're doing this podcast is um, because people have lots of questions. Yeah, and also I don't, I mean, I've never really heard the perspective of a new comic starting out for the first time in New York City, um, with the benefit, frankly, of having. I don't want to call you a coach, but someone who can provide interesting... A consultant. <laughs> He's my consultant. Yeah. I'm your Accenture. You're the, you're the Deloitte. I'm your De- <laughs> Brought you in. I'm your bane. Yeah. I'm the bane of your existence, but in a good way. Um, uh, yeah, this for, from my perspective, having a girlfriend who um, all of my friends have known for a long time, start doing stand-up um, very frequently. Like last night, uh, a com- I told a comic, and I said, uh, my girlfriend uh, started doing stand-up recently. He goes, huh. So is it weird? Uh, and, and a lot of times people will say, huh, what's that like? And there's a lot they want to ask me. And uh, we, we are doing this podcast to answer those questions. Um, answer those questions. And I think the other side of it is I, I get a lot of benefits of, you know, you're giving me advice. And I think it's... But a be, lot of downsides too. Sure, sure. But I think it'd be um, one of the things is I want to provide an area where that advice gets shared with other people as well. Because yeah. I... I mean, I like to think that it's helped me. What, um, so I've been doing it for eight months now. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I've made a lot of progress since. You have. One thing about comedy is you don't really get worse. If you keep doing it, you just get better. See? Little little nuggets like that. Which is why it's way better than uh, swimming. Um, th- there's also... Oh, man. I, oh, I, I mean, wanna well, also... briefly, you mentioned swimming. I used to... Uh, Context on me as a person. Um, Matthew and I have been dating for about four years. Before that, I was a uh, professional swimmer on the U.S. national team. She was very good. Don't let her undersell you. I was I was good. Silver at Worlds how many times? I, I swam around the world for the U.S. and won a bunch of medals. Um, notably, never made an Olympic team, even though I was supposed to. Had the times. We can go into that another time. Yeah, that tragic story. Tragic. So, <laughs> tragic white girl doesn't make an Olympic team. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, wow. How, oh, how bad do people whoa. feel for me? What a what, rock bottom. How did I make it? <laughs> yeah. 
rock bottom is I'm unbelievable fine. fitness. But believe it or not, I was mad. It doesn't matter. The point is that now I am working in New York. I have a, a normal job. day job. It's a good job. It's a good job. I well, like it. So a lot of there's a lot of judgment you receive for being my girlfriend and only later attempting comedy. People think you're not all the way in it. Um, and people think that you're only in it because of me. And, I, and that's something I want to try to dispel very quickly with this. You have a, a strong history with comedy. I know this. But let's go back. Where you? When did you yeah. start listening to comedy? Um, I started listening to comedy when I was a little girl. Um, probably like, you know... 10, 11, I don't know, when whatever. just a wee, when, five foot wee, ten. Yeah, exactly. I'm, just, I'm also quite tall. Um, and it was back when LimeWire was a thing. I used to download all the Comedy Central uh, half hours that were coming out. And Those were so good. They were so good. There's no way to watch them. It took... They had to be on when you turned on the TV, and that was it. Right, and that's why LimeWire was great. It was usually like some bootleg, like... Someone just took a recorder and <laughs> recorded it. Was from it the... just the audio? Yeah, it was just the audio. Wow. Remember, yeah. we'd have to make a mixtape. You'd put, you'd yeah. wait till the song came on and you put the cassette. And in. we didn't have TV. Yeah. My my parents decided that we weren't going to have TV you growing no up. TV. Yeah, so how was I going to watch Comedy Central? Was this on your dad's computer? Like a big deal? Oh, yeah. So many viruses. So many riddled, viruses. Riddled yeah. with them. Just invited Russia right on into that computer. I didn't but even think to download to comedy. S- yeah. Yeah. I loved it. But Yeah, it was great. So anyway, I liked stand-up. And then later on in college, I did improv and some sketch. Um, and then I met Matt and kind of was reintroduced. I had been listening to stand-up throughout, but I had never thought that that was something that I could do. It just, for whatever reason, I never put two and two together that those people started somewhere. Um, and that's why. But you have a, you have, you, you're underplaying the improv part. You've, you've done improv for like... Five years now? Yeah, it's so different. So I mean, different, I guess it, it's just the comfort of being in front of people. So many great... Roy Scover, Ian Carmel uh, come to mind of great Again, improvisers. you're being so kind, but it's completely different. It's totally People fine. think you're just... Yeah. It doesn't I'm defensive matter. of you. I appreciate I that. Yes. I don't... The point is that um, being your girlfriend as a part of this has been challenging in some ways and very advantageous in other ways. So... You what what started you as what 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 made you pick up the microphone? Um, I've been to so many of your shows at this point, and I've watched so much comedy, and it was one of those things that eventually kind of discovered enough about you know how you start open mics. You told me a little bit about your story, and it was something that I wanted to do before I die mm-hmm. one day. And did watching more of me and more of those shows make it more accessible or less accessible? Um, combination. So the good shows, like Matthew performs at the Comedy Cellar a lot and other really fantastic clubs in the city. And those shows make it seem way less accessible. Because it's like if you went and just watched the Olympics only, you're never going to swim as fast as those people. You're never going to be as good as the people at the cellar. Right. The it reminds odds... me of gymnastics, whereas if you fail, you break your neck. Yeah, and the odds of that, the odds of getting to that level are so astronomically low mm-hmm. that... It's daunting to even try. But then I'd go with you. There's a couple, you know, occasional random bar shows that are just not good. Or the comics are less polished, perhaps, than at some of the more established clubs. And you're starting to think like, hey, I can do that. But I think what really tipped it for me is when I went with you um, 
you know, to see some mics with, you know, to go meet up with friends or whatever it may be. Right. Through Ashen and Joffer. Like, oh, yeah. yeah. Or like, yeah. So the Creek. Yeah. I went to the Creek and kind of saw just a normal open mic and I was like, okay, this I can do. Yeah. <laughs> and this is a moment I would like to give some uh, young comics listening or, or, or people who are, People are always afraid to start doing comedy. My mm-hmm. only advice to someone who hasn't done comedy is just start doing it. It's going to be, the first time you do it, it's going to be great no matter what. Um, even if you bomb, you're going to cherish the experience. Uh, but if you're very intimidated by the process, go watch some open mics. Yeah. Some non-paid that's what shows. I did. And, and you will really, you will. There's, there's websites. So I think that's, I mean, we were talking about the advantages. One of the advantages that I have from dating Matt was just the logistics of, how to make that happen and finding the websites to do it so online. Where, yeah. So you do open mics now mostly. Mostly? Yeah, definitely yeah. mostly. Where 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 do you place yourself now in comedy? Like what's what you what's your routine like on, on, a, on a given week? What kind of shows are you doing? How long <laughs> sets are you doing? How, how good yeah. are the crowds? Um, again, what's your diet? Between, you know, I mean, I've been doing it eight months, so I'm still an infant in this. So... My, I'm still trying to build material mm-hmm. and get comfort um, standing in front of people and saying that material out loud. Um, I probably, I've done a couple of shows. We'll go into that in a little bit more detail. But um, all very, you know, early stage stuff. And mostly it's mics. I try to do as many mics as I can in the week. I'm obviously working, so, you know, sometimes I can do more than others. But I live in New York City, which is a huge advantage. There's probably 20 mics going on a night or something how are the crowds oh but the crowds are yeah that's been one of the interesting things is that matt and i have gotten to travel a fair amount for my job and his job and um gone to mics and other scenes and it made me realize new york open mics are really bad really bad (laughs) so a lot of comics here and most of your crowd is going to be entirely comics just on their phone Mm -hmm. phones um the bet that's how it works with the city the better the book shows the worse the open mics. Yeah. Because people have better options of, of places to go to watch comedy. But on the other hand, it kind of takes down the bar for what mm-hmm. you need to do there. So you don't have to worry about there being real audience members. Right. You're just going up there and everyone's just saying. You fail either way, good or bad. You're all failing together. Um, now, how long is that? Are you typically doing with these open mics? A mic will be probably three to five minutes. Mm-hmm. Depends if you want to pay five bucks or not ever done less than three ever done a mic with less than three uh, i think i've done a couple like two, two minutes and a half, yeah Th- that's just frantic i don't know what that is frantic i don't know i'm, I'm i know how to do a five minute set i know how to do an eight a 10 yeah. a 12 a 15 and how to do 20 like i can just kind of like mentally my favorite are the five minute mics five because minutes is good because you it's enough to shit sandwich it's enough to like have a number of jokes. The other side of it is you're watching everyone else's and they're, mm-hmm. you know, at varying degrees and their skill level. And five minutes, you can kind of have enough patience for each person. Once they start going over, you're like, okay. Yeah. But five Next. minutes is one thing about five and over mics is when they're bad, that's a long time to watch someone. Bomb. It. So, I mean, there's some like seven to eight minute ones. Oof. That is a, that is way too long there to was, watch someone bomb. There was a, a mic in Houston where they gave everyone 10 minutes. That's it was too long. First time, people's first time doing comedy, they go up and do ten minutes. That's insane. Yeah, that's a very long time. That's uh, clubs do that like a set. But so the point is, I've been doing a lot of open mics in the area, trying to do as many as I can, and um, I've been bombing a lot. Uh, but I've also been learning a lot, and Matt has helped me kind of navigate those waters as best you can early on. Um, 
And I've learned a lot from his experiences, which I think will be kind of fun to talk about on this. And, you know, getting a chance to, I don't want to call it coaching once again, but like, have you explained some of the more heady concepts, which Matt is a huge joke nerd. Matt, why don't you tell us a little bit about you? Wait, for, I wanna, are you doing book shows, book shows too, though? So it's not all open mics. How many, how many book shows do you think you've done? Oh, I don't know. Maybe a dozen? Yeah, maybe. But but the thing is that a lot of those were like out of town and stuff like that. So yeah. book shows in New York are incredibly competitive. But uh, understandably, like people have put in so much hard work and time. They're so talented. Yeah, there's so many good people. And there's who, just not as many people in the other cities. There are a good amount, but there's fewer. You know, I, I would say you go to an open as bad as New York open mics, you'll find like five great comics at any. Oh, yeah, that are I would do agree. Like new faces that's or a late weird, night set. That's the weird part. There's just so much talent here, and it's again, you know, the swimming thing. Like it's like going to practice, and everyone's practice just has to be in front of one another. It's the strangest yeah. thing. What uh, What's the longest set you've done? I've done. Probably like 12 minutes. Wow. Did you have 12 minutes Should I have done 12 minutes? No. No. How much much material do you think you have? I think I probably have... If I really... I could probably do like 10. Okay. Good Uh, answer. For eight months in, that's a good answer. That's the right answer. Oh, I'll meet people who... When I met Joffer, he'd been doing comedy for like maybe a month. I said, how much material you had? He said, 30 minutes? I said, no, you don't. He goes, well, I said, you don't have 30 minutes of material. I mean, you have Well, probably... that's the other side. I mean, do you, how long can I talk in front of people? Infinity. Yeah. <laughs> Forever. But, you know, where there's actual jokes and there's some structure happening underneath, probably about about 10 minutes. Yeah, that's But, that's I fair. mean, and that can go, and that can fluctuate up and down if you, you know. What I think is the crazy part is you might, in, in a year, you might not be doing a single one of those jokes. I've already dropped jokes. Yeah, I did. Which was like, it felt like a little mini funeral. Mm-hmm. I'm like, ah. Oh. Goodbye. Goodbye. You've done, you've served me well. That's how you. We've get had good a very though. long four weeks together. <laughs> you get good by what you, you your your quality is defined by what's the best joke you don't do. That that to me is 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 when you start really feeling good of like this joke works, but I'm better than it, and you toss it out. Oh, and, I I mean I haven't gotten to that stage. Yeah. It was just a bad joke. Yeah, <laughs> I retire him because I'm like, well, it's not working. <laughs> oh, that's oh, I do that every week. Yeah, yeah. I, I I throw out three ideas a week that don't work, um, and. So, but Matt, so you're. What's my comedy history, you yeah. ask, Laura? <laughs> to create some symmetry to this opening segment that's run a little long. Um, I, um, I didn't have a comedy background. I feel a little weird in that I was not like. I didn't make uh, like films with my friends. I didn't have funny. I came from a, like a remarkably unfunny family. My parents are both scientists. Neither of my parents were very funny. Uh, I do come from a Jewish family, so I had some like entertaining people in my family, but I never learned comedy i was uh i was a outgoing kid but socially inept um so i never i wasn't a funny kid because i never tried to be funny because i didn't have the confidence but i I would do like little things i would draw pictures and cartoons Uh, i went to college for math and then i started working in finance and i was about 23 when it even entered my mind that comedy was a thing i could pursue and I remember I met, I met a girl on my birthright trip who told me, you know, what open mics were. And I got home, and I was like, I'm going to do them. And then I just didn't. And then I went to a bar and saw a flyer for an open mic, and I was like, there's the sign. So I think I went up like nine days later. I just saw the flyer. I was just, I'm just going to throw some stuff together and try it. And my first set was fun. It was, uh, I had fun. I think I did well 
relatively just on pure energy. And then my next set went well, and then I bombed for months uh, trying to figure it all out. But that was all in Houston, Texas, where I, where I started. And uh, yeah. Uh, and here, look at you now. I it was for me. It was a few months of just kind of like messing around, just being like, I just want this to happen. I don't know what's supposed to happen, but I want to level up. And then I realized that it was like swimming because I was a I was a swimmer. Um, that it was just not a good one. Uh, <laughs> I uh, just realized it was reps. It was just I, my goal is to do the most sets of anyone in this whole city. I want to be doing more right. shows than anyone here. So that's one of the most important mm-hmm. things you think is just. Just, yeah, it was good or bad, didn't matter. If I was going up the most, I remember I did, I did Houston's Funniest Person a year in. I was one year into comedy, I think like to the day that the the competition ended and I I scraped by to get through to, uh, from from, uh, prelims to get to semis and then from semis I was the last person to get to finals and it was the top eight and then it all started clicking and I had like first or second place (laughs) finishes three nights in a row, just in time. I think the crowds changed too. But I remember at one point I was talking, talking to Chase DeRusso in the midst of all of it. And I was really just, I really wanted to win because Chase DeRusso had also won his first year doing comedy, I yeah. think. So that was like, I want to do that. Because Chase was the funniest person in the world to me then and is now. And um, I, I was really discouraged at one point. I was like, who do you think is going to win this whole thing, man? I don't think I can do it. He goes, I'll tell you who's going to win. The person who does the most comedy between now and the finals. I said, okay. And I did every show I could do. And uh, by luck, won the whole thing. I don't. I think I didn't deserve to. I think they kind of pushed me through a little bit because I was younger. Um, but from that, that was that was about year one of comedy. So wow. I I was I was lucky. I, I don't I, think I, I'm gonna win New York. I don't think you're gonna win it either. I don't think I'm gonna win it. Um, <laughs> Anything. I uh, like a work award. Yeah. What uh, Caroline's has like a bracket of where you can check it out. There do you it, go. There, do it. A... Sign up. What if you win the whole thing? What if I bomb? And the beauty you of will is, bomb. It's beauty. You I always know. bomb. Always bomb. Um, and now you, and then you moved to LA for a little while, and now you're moved to LA for a couple of years. Moved to New York, and now I'm in New York. I uh, I tour. I mostly tour for a living. I've I've gotten to to monetize some other aspects of comedy, which has been nice. But mostly, I make my living on the road, doing uh, some clubs. And uh, I did an album, and I'm working on uh, a new album or, or special or whatever mm-hmm. it is. I'm probably like 50 minutes of material I really like. Um, That's it took crazy. me three years to write, four years to write now. Uh, I'm very slow. Uh, I'm performing around town. Um, I am doing about as much stand-up as I'd like to. I do sets most nights. I, I get to perform at all the clubs. Um, I get to perform at most alt shows. So I'm in a, in, a, in a cool position here in New York City that I'm very grateful for. Yeah. yeah. And you're very funny. I mean, even in the time I've known you, you were a good comic when I met you, but you, you've improved a ton. I don't see that, but it makes sense. Being in New York, you just get a lot. You you write material and sharpen right. it a lot faster, and you're just in front of crowds so much that you just learn. It's I think what makes comedy so difficult is imagine, imagine if you were a swimmer and you only got to race, so you just had to sign up for a bunch of races, and that was there was no training, there was no warm downs right. or any of that. You just had to, your only time in the pool was spent racing, so you got. 10 minutes in the pool a day if you were, let's say 15 minutes in the pool a day if you were like a professional. And you and just imagine you're, you're... sat next to the pool and watched people race mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. for two hours before you get your... Growing bitter. And the angrier you were, the worse you swam. 
Right. Yeah. Or the angrier everyone was looking at you, the worse yeah. you swam. Right. Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And doesn't fully hold, but the, sure. <laughs> also, the, the weird thing is imagine your ability as a swimmer to find how much time you got in the pool. You had to be good just to be allowed to swim for a full 15 minutes. That newbies are only allowed to train for three minutes at a time. It would stratify the herd. Right. So once you were good, you would keep getting better. And if you were bad, you would never really improve. What do you... So we're talking kind of about open mics and stuff like that. Obviously, I'm, you know, very early stages. That's most of my comedy existence at this point. Um, What do you wish you knew as an open micer now? Like, what would... If you could tell... It's a cheesy answer, but I I really believe it to be true. Um, I think I did everything right in terms of just getting the reps in. Um, and, so tons and of I, quantity. Quantity. Quantity was everything. That's what I did. I just, it's, it's magic that just, you just, it just works itself out. You figure that just the, if you're on stage enough, the jokes write themselves. What does quantity the, the, mean to you? The uh, like minutes and, and I think sets. Well, like, like how many mics? So obviously you were in every Houston. Night. So, so you're trying to go every night. I really, a day off felt really weird. I only had a day off when I had to. In Houston, I couldn't do every day because there weren't shows every day, but like, if there was a weekend I, I wasn't booked, I would I would like go to Austin. I would, anything I could do to get up, I would drive an hour. Right. I drive two hours. People, that's one of the things I've really noticed here in New York. Um, I still kind of feel that way. People here are they're working so hard. They're doing five, like yeah, yeah. someone like Usama or Joffer. Will they'll do they'll do five a night, five a day. Yeah, yeah, and, and I mean you have. I you was, can move around the city fast enough, and you can like actually support that. You know um, what it's like. It's like, um, you know, bluefish or, or gators, uh, how it's which, a garbage which are, marmot. Which are swim teams, swim teams in the New England area. I was well, on ga- bluefish. Well, I meant gators. is like Florida gators. But uh, oh. uh, garbage yardage programs where there's, there's a philosophy for young swimmers of just it doesn't matter what kind of swimming you do. We're just going to make you swim countless hours, just ungodly. You, you did a 10,000 breaststroke as an age grouper, right. which is there's no explaining that to someone who doesn't know what it is. It would be like... Running. So you just have to, yeah, you have to do as many reps It'd as possible. It'd be like doing lunges standing, for 40 miles. Because you're trying to get used to doing something that's not natural. Right. It's not natural to stand in front of a group of, a, a big group of people, huge, <laughs> not yeah. huge yet, it's like 10 people, um, but a group of people and try to make them laugh. That's right. not something that many people can just naturally do. Just like swimming isn't natural. It's, right. it's Human bodies to, are not supposed to swim fast. Right. People are like, oh, why am I so nervous? I mean, like, if you were standing about to jump out of a plane to skydive, you wouldn't ask why you're so nervous. You shouldn't be doing that. And that's your body telling you not to. And it's the same thing when you stand in front of a group of people. Your instincts and evolution have programmed you to not embarrass yourself in front of groups because you might not be able to procreate as a result. Yeah. Um, so repetition, uh, sheer volume. Um, and the, the, the bigger thing, though, back to your question, um, I wish I had had humility and I wish I had uh, not been so outwardly ambitious. I wish I had been uh, I'd listened to other people. It was... I had this philosophy of like, I'm the golden boy of this town out of my way. Uh, it was awful. Oh, wow. You sound like a dick. <laughs> I was not, not so much, but it was like, if I'm achieving these, th- and I still have to remind myself of that, of like, just because it's true doesn't mean you have to tell it to people. So you were focusing more like on the comedy rather than the, re- that sounds cheesy, but the relationships you were building. Right. Yeah, that's fair. I should have been. Because that's another thing I've noticed. Um, first of all, some of the coolest people I've met have been through comedy mm-hmm. they're really fun obviously it's a very fun group of people 
but it also there's a huge networking component to right. it like who you who know is important i mean it's like that in any job I don't think, but I don't. I, I don't view it as, as a nefarious like social. No, no, I, I would agree. I, mean, I think you share this horrible struggle together, and the bonds become forged in steel. Yeah, I don't know. So yeah, I can definitely understand why if you were a little too intense, let's mm-hmm. call it, <laughs> um, that would be tough up top. I wonder if I'm too intense. Am no, I too intense? you have. You were for a little while. Was I? At the three, I could at the, totally at see that. At the two that. to four month mark, there was, there was something happening. I was like, oh no, she's turning into me. And then it flipped off. I think it was after Atlanta that you were just like, you know, Matt- I got to put in the work and I got to be gracious and, and understand that there's a lot of room for me to grow. That's true. And you've been, you've been in that mindset, which I think, though, I, I believe there does need to be a balance. There does need to be some ego you need to feed. The trick is just hiding it. Mm-hmm. They're, 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 I think with sports, the I'm the greatest, that, that you know, like like Richard Sherman, remember the guy, the Seahawks guy who was just being like, I'm the best in the league. And anyone Listen, comes up, I like to do sports, I don't watch sports. Yeah, but it was this <laughs> it was this great clip where I was like, he's being cocky, and there were people analyzing it, were like, that's exactly, if you're a coach, that's exactly what yeah. everyone No, that's true, you, you really want someone who's mm-hmm. believes in themselves, almost, because you're trying to do, well, at least sports. Quit. Well, yeah, you're trying to you're trying to do an impossible thing. Quote, if you're trying to break records in the pool mm-hmm. or whatever, you're basically like, I'm I'm pretty sure I'm the best there's ever been. Right. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. But how do you have that mentality without just being an asshole? Yeah. So. Remember what you said to my brother? What did I say to your brother? He was like, I don't understand sports. He was uh, whenever I watch the oh, Olympics, gosh. I see the guy with the silver. Always looks so sad. Silver seems cool. And you said, and that's why you'll never even have a bronze. Oh my gosh. Did I really? Yeah. I, that's so mean. It's not, it's not true, but you were like, that's, but to get to any, I, to get in the top hundred, you have to want to be yeah, the best. Yeah. No and I think settling. that's, well, I mean, that's like a very classic sports quote. Like mm-hmm. it's more, you don't enjoy winning, you hate losing. Right. Um, but again, that feels way overly intense for standup, but do you, you feel like there's some of that, but you need to kind of keep it in check and rein it in and not let it affect you socially. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, not not let it um, pepper my interactions with people. I was just, so, I was of this belief of, I had this, this thing of like, if it's true, if I'm on TV, I can tell people I'm on TV and it's an accurate. So why does that make me a douchebag for revealing a piece of information that's true? And now that I'm in a more vulnerable place in my life and, and my career, when people do that to me, when people flex on me, I'm like, well, that doesn't feel good. Aw, you've matured. Yeah. Yeah, I, I got... That's a good lesson. LA, I got my ass handed to me. We'll talk about LA in the future. That's that's the one thing I wish I knew. What do you think? I guess you can't ask. What, is there any information you would send back in time? Oh, my gosh. Um, I mean, this is a completely different topic, but I guess one of the differences that you really can't relate to so much is being a woman and mm-hmm. starting stand-up. I had no idea there was this many men or I knew I knew it was a male dominated field but oh my gosh it is there are a lot of guys at open mics it's what you say one in one in ten is women I mean I don't know the exact person it each mic is a little bit different but there have been a lot of situations where I'm the only woman there um I would say maybe I'll give it 20 percent of open mics even that's generous it's probably less Yeah. yeah so women out there if anyone's listening you should go, yeah, and do it anyway. You'll get on more. This is this is 
touchy for the first episode, but there Wait, are... Wait, let's, let's talk about that in the next episode. We need a reason for people to keep listening. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Matt's going to put... Tune in next Matt's time when Matt put puts his, his foot, foot in his mouth. Yay! I think women have it easier. First, that's a sound. This is a soundbite from the next episode. I'm just saying, women have it easier. I wish I could be one right now. Um, uh, wow! Yeah. What a great soundbite from next week. I can't wait um, to yell at him. Wow, we just got loud on there. Um, the what else do we want to cover before we go? Open um, mics. Well, I think we've talked. Let's let's talk more about open mics, obviously, because that's my what only about, experience. What about me? My, your relationship to me with open yeah, mics? I think maybe. Something that we could dive more into, but what has definitely been interesting is um, I have the added, I don't even want to call it challenge because once again, there Scrutiny. are there's some advantages to it as well. So just the added dynamic of having you as my boyfriend and you're, every time you come, you know, great. I'm very grateful. The fact that a lot of people know who you are at this mm-hmm. point. Thank God he has to pay his rent on this. So please, mm-hmm. please look him up. He's paying his rent with this. <laughs> I mean, they already found this. They know. That's true. Yeah. What if there's like one little swimmer and he came to it? Oh, you're right. I'm a dick. Yeah. I have family too. Anyway, but that kind of leads in. Um, so a lot of the times if he comes, he'll like get booked on a show <laughs> while let's, I'm like bombing let's, on let's, stage. Let's clarify that again. I will come with her to an open mic, not doing a set. Yeah. And someone will see me and offer me a show in front of her. Which is fair. It really, times. it's really like, it's just it's like. It's fair, but it probably doesn't feel good. Yeah. I mean, it's. Please keep offering him these shows if anyone is. The happy. answer is yes. I don't really. He say no will hundred yeah. percent do the show, and he should Unless because you've put a lot of time into this, and you're really funny. You make people laugh, and that's what you do. Um, but it is very interesting. Um, I think my favorite though is when people assume I'm there to watch you, which happens quite frequently. Yeah, people. But again, and I, I think you also don't look like a comedian. That's not. There's a lot. Of, I mean. Again, it's mostly men, so... Right, so exactly. <laughs> Fair you enough. You don't look like 90% of people right there. If this was a guess who game, and be like, is your person a, a man, and you say no, then you put down 90% of the tiles. Remember guess who? I don't That's know. a great reference. For the listeners at home, you're like, wow, Matt's killing it. Laura just does not understand. Laura, like, didn't have TV board game. growing up. It's a up. board game! Didn't have board... I have, I have a German mother. We just... You just we use studied. that as your excuse for I anything. do! <laughs> Um, uh, yeah, so I guess let's talk a little bit about what we have in store. Um, what we're going to talk about? No, I mean, no, we're going to talk in, more about the gender dynamics. I think that'd be an interesting thing to kind of dive into. Um, but what do you have going on this week as far as comedy? As far as comedy, I'm in New York this weekend. I have no shows on Saturday, which I, that's the worst feeling I, in the okay, world to some reason. That's not. I always say that on he Tuesday. He says that and then, and then, like, and then he's like, oh, like I got two. four shows. <sighs> And I'm, we have like a date night plan, and I'm like, just kidding. Every time I have a Saturday or like a weekend again, night I'm with grateful no shows, for it. with nose, I'm like, oh, I gotta go back to doing open mics again. Oh no, I'm not booked this weekend. Then I'm just around New York. I've it's been... usually also because you were just out of town for like four weeks, and you're like, oh, I haven't like emailed That's or. That's not how it works. I put in my avails to the I'm... clubs. Uh, I yeah, I'm doing comedy around New York. I'm just gonna get. I'm trying to write a little more. I might go to some open mics and just try to throw out more because. Doing comedy shows with you, I go to open my mics now, and it does make me throw out raw ideas. Yeah, that's open true. Mics are not, I actually I like, noticed that about. I, two things I like about open mics now that I, when I used to hate them so much, and I'm also of the belief that people who look like us, people who look like their lives are going well, that we don't need comedy, 
crowds, open mic crowds resent well, that, us more. That's that's a whole that's a that's whole, a episode. whole topic. That's a whole episode. But now now that I feel, and I also oh that's a fun thing. When I go with you to an open mic and I perform, how does it usually go? He does well. Why? Because you're funny. No, no, don't butter my bed. Why does it? Why do I typically do okay when I do open mics with you? That's also, weird. you've seen me bomb, but. It's not, um, well, actually, to be fair, it's usually because people do know who you are, and um, your I, jokes your jokes are funny, and the reason that they're laughing is because your jokes are funny, but they're listening because they know who you are. Right, listen, they put their the phone down. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. I get a little bump from people who are just yeah you who who are familiar. Matt, you've you've put in your time. You totally earn it. Yeah. It's funny. It's those 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 grinders. Those people who do like. Uh, like five spots on I never did that I was at most doing like averaging like one to two a night in LA and, and well Houston. in LA you have the traffic in Houston you don't yeah LA I think if you had been here you would have been doing I probably the same. would have I probably yeah would you would have been more. I know your personality enough yeah but I just, you I don't think you could physically do that in LA yeah right I don't no. know the, the maybe was, like on LA, one day I'll like probably, Saturday I don't know in LA, there was a night where I went to three open mics and didn't get up at all of them. Oh. That happened in LA. Oh. They have like closed. Oh, that lists. is heartbreaking. Yeah, that's the one thing New York does is it's like an hour show. That is the one thing. Yeah, you up, goes up. you most likely will get up. Yeah, I mean, either you have to email ahead and you'll either know no you're not getting up, or but if you go there thinking you're going to get up, you will. Yeah, and I have some new bits. I'm excited to try that's uh, good. some kind of like raw ideas that I threw out because I'm doing shows with you. I get to. Toss out like loose radios. When I'm doing just the clubs, I typically don't experiment. I'm excited as much. to hear how those go. And then what's coming up with you? Because I won't be here. I will be going to San Francisco, and I'm gonna try to do um, some mics there. I'm, I'm gonna be there for work and to visit a few friends over the weekend, non-comic friends. So they're gonna try to probably come to the mic and have to be like, you don't want to come to this. I'm like, no, you'll no. be great. And you're like, no, seriously, you're like, gonna I get like. I promise you, you don't want to come. But they're so cute. They're so supportive. Yeah, they you're gonna get sexually help. harassed by one comic and no. then hear straight up hate speech by another. <laughs> I wonder if you're going but to. But San Francisco, maybe they won't hear hate speech. I like to think San Francisco's it's, a big enough. No, it's not. It's not. The, the wokeness of a city never expands all the way to the open mics. There's always <laughs> it's just loonies. You're. Like because for so many people, open mics are just like, uh, I have these horrible things to say, and no one listens to me in my normal life, so I'll just go to a place where they have to listen to me. Can't wait. Can't wait. Anyway, um, so I'll report back. Yeah. And then uh, coming up uh, long term, I am going to be at uh, Go Bananas in Hasbrook Heights, New Jersey on Valentine's Day weekend, and I will be at Zany's Chicago, headline of Chicago for the first time, uh, March 18th through 21st. Perfect. Okay. Maybe I'll come with you. Who knows? Maybe you can do a guest spot. No. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> See, it's All right. awkward. All right. Thanks for listening. How do we, we end this? Out. Let's just change. Let's do a different Wait. out every time. Um. Rock, go, rock on. <laughs> just did the go Gators. <laughs> um, have a nice set. That's so silly. Have a nice set. Have a nice. <laughs> and we're out.